This is Koinonia. This is Community. I'm Tom Brown, and your host today is Vocab Malone. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Koinonia Radio. This is Vocab Malone. You know we're broadcasting from downtown Phoenix, Arizona, and you know that we are on 1360 KPXQ. The date is Tuesday, September 20th, 2016. You know what? I'm on this Koinonia thing every Tuesday now. This is actually the very first one where it's kind of a permanent thing. I'm no longer a mere guest host. I'm a permanent guest host or something like that. Anyways, that's me, Vocab Malone. And when I come on, I like to discuss apologetics. Apologetics is where we get into the truthfulness of the Christian faith, saying, yo, it ain't false, it's real, and here's the reasons why. And I love to have guests on to help me do that. So today, got a great guest. I know you are going to enjoy her. Her name is Evelyn Free Indeed Hawkins. Welcome to Koinonia. Evelyn, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Where are you calling from today? husband is in the military, and we were in Newport News, Virginia, but right now we just, like, moved to Jacksonville, Alabama. You still getting adjusted? Yeah, we're still unpacking very slowly and getting settled in and, you know, trying to get the house the way that we want and getting used to the country life again. I got you. <laughs> well, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the Internet. You can do apologetics all over the world, and it really doesn't matter as much where you physically live. And that's some of what you do. You do some podcasting, some blogging. Tell the listeners about that, Evelyn. What do you do online? Yes. Well, I have a YouTube channel and a website um, called Exit Churchianity. It's for born-again Christians. It's kind of like a place where we can discuss the touchy issues of like spiritual abuse, sexual abuse within the church, and people who are in transition that have like left, you know, like the word faith movement or left, you know, the charismatic more, you know, the Benny Hinn types, and they're in transition as far as being in between churches and things like that. So it's kind of like an oasis where we can kind of discuss all of those things without, you know, so much condemnation and, you know, because everyone doesn't really, you know, I guess, under really understand that. And um, so it's kind of like a place where people can just kind of, you know, share their experiences, what they've been through, what spiritual abuse. is and, the address? What are, what's the address, the quickest way for people to find that? Sure. It's um, exitchurchianity.com. Right. That's the official website. I'm also on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. And there's also a Facebook page with the same name so they can find all the conversations there. So uh, I don't remember what it was a couple months ago. uh we kind of met. Why did uh, you hit me up and I hit you back? What was what was the intersection there? Like why you know? Because uh, we met through the internet, through apologetic stuff. What was your interest in some of the stuff I was doing? Well, um, I am subscribed to the Dividing Line with Dr. James White. Okay. I really appreciate his ministry. Um, but my husband and I years ago, this is how it all began. We were members of a pretty popular African American online community called mm-hmm. Black Planet. And there are forums and chat rooms there where we would interact with black people, mainly in America, who were influenced by um, the Hebrew Israelites and um, things of that nature. And so when I saw that you and James White were starting to actually respond from your platforms to the Hebrew Israelite movement and lay out some of the history for people who don't know, it caught my attention. And I'm in some groups on Facebook with black women that have left. Um, 
different Hebrews and, you know, express concerns. I think you interviewed one of them, Hannah Spivey. So I just inboxed you to kind of reach out and see, you know, if, you know, you guys were going to ever touch on some of these issues where they're promoting the polygamy to the women. There's right. violence. And today, Evelyn, that's some of the stuff we're going to be talking about, not necessarily Hebrew Israelism, but some other new alternative black spiritualities. So these are kind of new religious movements or ways of thinking that have popped out recently that as their primary demographic that they appeal to are members who generally speaking are coming out of the historic black church. And uh, Evelyn and her husband have done a lot of stuff on college campuses, especially the historic black schools in the South and whatnot. And so she is a perfect guest to discuss some of these new alternative black spiritualities where fo- folks get Afrocentric, folks get into Egyptology, all kinds of stuff. Today is going to be opening up a window to a new world that some of you have never seen before. So you don't want to go anywhere here on Koinonia with Vocab Malone. It's the Happily Laughter After Tour with Shonda Pierce and special guest Karen Williams coming to Highlands Church Thursday, October 13th in Scottsdale. You can get your tickets right now before they sell out at faithtalk1360.com. That's faithtalk1360.com. And now more Koinonia with your host today, Vocab Malone. This is Koinonia Radio. My name is Vocab Malone. 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk AM Connecting Faith and Life Man, 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 you better listen to our Our broadcast Let me tell you how you can do it All over the world, if you're not in the Phoenix metro area You just go to faithtalk1360.com Click the Listen Live button every Tuesday From 2 to 3 p.m. I encourage you to listen to Queen and E all the time But do not miss it when I'm on there Which is every Tuesday all right, I'm talking today to Evelyn Free Indeed Hawkins. She does a podcast and a blog called Leaving Churchianity. And the first segment, we talked a little about her and her husband's involvement and apologetics to black students at black colleges and stuff like that, as well as folks who are in the historic black church and then they jam out. And now we want to get into some of the reasons why some of the people are leaving. So first, I'd like to talk about Ray Hagens. And I must say, let me give credit where credit is due, Evelyn you were the person who first introduced me to Ray Hagen. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this clip I'm going to play is called The Demise of the Christian Faith. So I'm going to play this clip, and then I think it'll be a good way to kind of introduce him. I'm going to play some of this clip, and uh, people should be able to hear it. Are you ready We're there, Bill? Here it goes. Because it can't fly around forever. The truth has risen because truth pressed to the ground will rise again. And people are about to lose their mind because they don't know what else to do. Some will say, well, the Bible said this was going to happen. Gonna be a great falling away. Well, brothers and sisters, I do agree. 
Yes, an apostasy is taking place. But that's a good thing. Oh, follow what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with the word apostasy. For you see, the word apostasy simply means to abandon or turn away from what you used to believe. Oh, shucks now. So therefore, in context of the definition of the word apostate or apostasy, oh y'all, I have to confess to you. I am an apostate. I have to confess. I'm guilty of the charge of apostasy. You know why? Because I have abandoned the lie that was taught to me. I have turned away from the lie that was taught to my mama and my daddy. I have turned away from the lie that was taught to my grandparents. I abandoned the lie that was taught to my great-grandparents. Evelyn. What is Ray Hagen's talking about? I know you're going to have something to say about that clip. And that's a perfect lead-in yeah. to this topic. Evelyn, explain to us what we just heard. Well, Ray Hagen's is uh, the founder, and he calls himself the chief elder and spiritual leader of uh, an organization called the African Village and Cultural Center. It's headquartered in St. Louis, Missouri. But basically about 20 years ago, he used to be a Pentecostal leader. And through some conversations with other black ministers, he was introduced to this alternative African spirituality. And so he left Pentecostalism. He left, um, you know, his religious beliefs in the church altogether. And he has taken on this you know, belief of uh, they see it as returning to, you know, their African heritage, you know, spiritually. And so now, you know, he teaches black people, pretty much he's targeting black people who are in local churches, professing Christians. Um, but he teaches that the entire Bible is an allegory, that it's just all symbolic, not to be taken literally. And um, he teaches that the Christian faith is mental brainwashing, indoctrination and that it keeps black people oppressed under white supremacy. So that's his whole angle. And as you can hear, I mean, he's doing the whole black preacher cadence, you know, the yelling and all that kind of stuff. And if you go to his website, um, there's a lot of language on there that, you know, is kind of similar to some of the stuff that people hear in black churches. So that has an appeal, of course, to professing Christians who are black. It's very attractive. Um, people are seeing the scandals in you know the church the they're seeing the sexual abuse they're seeing the financial exploitation and corruption they're seeing all this the false teaching you know from the word faith movement and things of that sort and they're also seeing all the the police brutality that's going on and it's just it's really luring them out of these local churches because the leaders in the pulpit many times they're not addressing it they're not rebuking Right. Other leaders that are in error, they're they're not they're not answering. Like people have questions about the Bible or questions about church history, and the leaders don't know. Then they're not equipped, so they're not able to pro to provide any answers. So here's Ray Hagen, that presents himself as someone that is able to answer their questions about the origins of 
you know, the Trinity and um, the Christian faith and how the Bible was put together. And it's many times it's misinformation and that's how they get sucked in. So let's let's answer this. Somebody on Periscope is, is asking, what's the nature of the worldview that he's coming from? And I'm going to read a couple paragraphs from uh, WBLR.com where he kind of tells his story, Ray Hagans, And then you can answer, kind of give the background of where, what he's transitioning to. Here's what he says. Hotep. Brothers and sisters, my birth name is Ray Hagans. My spiritual name is Sara Ankh Hotep Makaru Setep Ra, which means a son of God who has been chosen by God to be a teacher of truth, bringing life and peace. I presently serve as an international chief elder and spiritual teacher of the African Village and Cultural Center, formerly New Ephesus Missionary Baptist, headquartered in St. Louis, Missouri. Many people have asked me about how I made the transition from a Pentecostal minister who was sold out for the so-called gospel of Jesus Christ to African conscious minister and warrior for the liberation of black African people. After sharing my testimony with another minister, he suggested that I post a testimony of my transition into African consciousness on the internet in hopes of inspiring other brothers and sisters who may be at the point of coming into an African awareness from the quantum deception. <laughs> what an amazing phrase. I like that. The quantum deception. This is not standard deception. It is quantum deception, homie. Uh, on, uh, of European philosophical and religious thought. I pray that my testimony will hope to strengthen and inspire others who are at the crossroads of right knowledge. Explain to people who may not heard this type of lingo what he was just saying there, Evelyn. And especially focus on African consciousness and liberation. I think those are probably some key words, as well as maybe some of the language being used, such as hotep, unk, all that. Break it down, Evelyn. Sure. Um, I'm sure some of your listeners are familiar with, you know, during the civil rights movement, you had a lot of things going on in the black community with, you know, marching and protesting and just, you know, striving for uh, equal rights and things of that nature, which is fine. But around that time, you had this emergence of this black power um, Afrocentric movement in the black community. And it was very, very religious, not just political and social. And so now it's like a resurgence of that. And there's this message that's being presented to black people um, that, you know, that we're under this oppression, under white supremacy, and that the Christian faith is a, a religion within white supremacy that keeps black people oppressed, that keeps them indoctrinated. And so what black people need to do is they need to quote unquote, awaken from that um, and quote unquote return to you know their African heritage, which in Ray Hagen's view, it would be something along the lines of Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, which is a word for Egypt, which is you know like ancient Egyptian beliefs, um, or it could be like Yoruba, the, the, the Yoruba religion. What is? So you know, well, hold on, explain to everybody. What's the Yoruba religion? What's that? The Yoruba religion is supposed to be it's a traditional African religious belief system where they have deities called the Orisha. And in the quote unquote spirit realm, there are supposed to be about 20 Orishas or deities that a person has. And it's a highly ritualistic religion which is very interesting because these people will like rail against ritualism of the Christian faith right. or of Catholicism, but then they run off to the Yoruba religion and it's just as ritualistic and it's just as uh, spooky, you know, right. and puts, you know, a, a leader between them and the Orisha okay. where they are pretty much like the, the same codependency that you would see in a lot of these churches where they're dependent on the leader. And there's like a lot of that 
there, there's the same thing going on with the with the Yoruba religion. So, so let me let me reset. So everybody's is jo- just joining either on the radio, through the app, through online streaming, through Periscope, whatever it is. Today we're talking about new alternative black spiritualities. And what that phraseology is intended to convey is the idea that traditionally the historically black church has been uh, the backbone of the black community in the United States of America in so many ways. And as that is starting to change a little bit, starting to rip apart and fissure and not be as great of a centralizing component in black American life. And as that happens, there's there's always been alternatives, but they've never been kind of so prominent basically as that happens as the weakening happens here there's more of these alternative spiritualities popping up because men and women are made to worship we're made in god's image and we worship and we still want to find something that connects us to the immaterial part of ourselves and so people search and seek and as they go online to find things they find things like ray Hagans, who himself was a former Christian pastor, and now he says he was sold out for the so-called gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's flipped, and now he says the Bible, this book right here, allegories, myths, and instead we need to embrace this African consciousness, and here's some of the things we need to tap into. So can you tell me about, when we come back on the side of the break, I want to hear more about some of his beliefs and his influence and all that. And I'm going to end this segment right here with a little bit of him speaking more, but I'm speaking to Evelyn Free Indeed Hawkins from Exit Churchianity. She's going to tell us more about Ray Hagens, what he believes, his impact and influence. And we're going to get into another example of new alternative black spiritualities on the other side of the break, Quinity Radio with Vocab Malone. Yes, I am an apostate. He is an apostate, and he's proud of it, he says. That's not a good thing, ladies and gentlemen, and so we want to discuss that on the other side of the break here. Speaking to Evelyn Free and Deed Hawkins, Vocab Malone, Quinity Radio, Faith Talk 1360, Connect Faith to Life. If you're following us on Periscope, it's at Vocab Malone. Be sure to tell people to follow. Check that out. See you in a second. This is Koinonia. This is Community. Don't forget, Shonda Pierce, the Happily Laughter After Tour is coming to the Valley Highlands Church Thursday, October 13th. Check it out at faithtalk1360.com. And now, Vocab Malone. Welcome back. Koinonia Radio, 1360 KPXQ, Faith Talk AM. You know where we are. Phoenix, Arizona, where it's... That's the sound the sun makes when it's burning you. Because it's scorching down here, ladies and gentlemen. Almost all the time. Although today's weather has been pretty decent, I must say. Today ain't been too bad. But by and large, we know why people don't move here. Because we live through the summer months. If all the months in Phoenix were like it is in December and January and February, you guys would just be bum-rushing us. We get enough of your old people, snowbirds, in the winter as it is. We call them snowbirds, you know? We get enough of them. If it was nice all year round, you guys would just be killing us down here. (laughs) But I'm speaking to somebody down there in the south, all the way from Alabama, Evelyn Free Indeed Hawkins. She does something with her husband called Exit Churchianity. It's good to have you on today's show. 
And tell uh, our listeners one more time where they can find you, Evelyn, online. You can find me online at ExitChurchianity.com. I'm also on Facebook under the same name, Exit Churchianity. I'm also on Twitter and YouTube. So just stop on by. All right. Sounds good. Um, we are talking about Ray Hagens, and we are speaking of him how he's another example of alternative black spiritualities. These are folks who um, who uh, are kind of offering new models of Christianity here. And we don't think this is a good thing because they're not offering truth. And so we want to bring it to everyone's attention. And uh, we've been playing some clips by him. Evelyn, what does he believe in? You said uh, earlier that he's one of the more well-known guys can you tell me more about his impact and influence? Yeah, well, a lot of his influence comes from or is, could be credited to the explosion in social media, you know, with Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all these things. It's really given him a bigger platform to spread his message that pretty much that black professing Christians need to leave the Christian faith and return to, you know, what he calls his African consciousness. You know, the word conscious means to be aware, to be awake. And so there's this idea that black people are asleep, you know, spiritually and need to awaken and come into their, need to embrace. Did we, did we lose her brother? Oh, okay. You are cutting out a little bit, but okay, I hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but he crosses the line when he starts saying that they need to then embrace, you know, African pagan belief systems. Um, and so, yeah, he's, you know, very, very popular in the uh, black conscious movement because of this platform that he has on social media. That's pretty much what it is. Um, he travels from place to place. He does lectures and he has this, you know, this black preacher cadence, which makes him very, very appealing. Let me play a clip um, one more time so here people in America can hear it. Here's what he sounds like. But that's a good thing. Because before I became an apostate, I was in bondage. Before I became an apostate, I had to try to be what racism said I'm supposed to be. Oh, shucks, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Just like me, the eyes of my African brothers and sisters are coming open to the truth. No longer. So a little bit of what we mean. My African brothers and sisters. By his style. Can you allow yourself to be psychologically and spiritually deceived? Yes, oh, same packaging as far as style, but the substance is Mm -hmm. radically different. It's not a gospel message. So that's why we're saying this is a problem. And yeah, on his go ahead. I want to hear about his website. Yeah, I was saying on his website, you know, he acknowledges that, you know, there is one God, the creator, but, you know, it's a very new age doctrine in that they exalt man as you know his own god and the women are you know goddesses and you'll hear you'll see some of that rhetoric amongst some black people online calling each other gods and goddesses so it's pretty much like this new age philosophy draped in afrocentrism 
and it's presented as, you know, truth and African consciousness. And, you know, it's very, very appealing to black people who are, you know, a lot of times, I mean, their their concerns are valid. I mean, they've been through spiritual abuse. They've been in churches where there's children being molested and the, the um, there are unbiblical fundraising methods and all these kinds of things going on. But the bad thing is that they're not getting answers to their questions and they're just jumping from the frying pan to the skillet by getting involved in something else that is just as heretical. So, yeah, let me read one last thing uh, from his WBLR. He says, I read about the African ancient trinity, which consisted of Asar, Aset, and Heru, which the Europeans renamed Osiris, Isis, and Horus. I came to find out what or- that Horus was the virgin-born, immaculately conceived son of Osiris. This led me on a sincere and intense search for actual undeniable evidence for the truth. The more I researched, the more I realized that the entire program that I had been indoctrinated into was a lie. I decided to leave in 1993 the ministry that I was so popular in and knew so well. I simply could not any longer stand in front of my people and teach that which I found to be a stolen, copied, plagiarizing, European, fabricated version of the ancient concepts of African spirituality. So uh, does that give some insight, do you think, to our listeners, Evelyn? Anything to add to these concepts? I'm just trying to get introduce yeah. this to people and to be on the lookout for it, basically. Yeah, some of us might be familiar with this very popular movie that was on YouTube called The Zeitgeist, where they presented that same message that the Christian faith, the gospel, the scripture, the Trinity is a pagan copy, you know, of something from um, ancient Egyptian mythology Mm -hmm. or, you know, Mithra or Krishna. And so in the black conscious movement, a lot of these figures like Ray Hagen's and others will try to lure people out of the local church by teaching them that pretty much that what they have is a copy of something else. And so it's kind of like, why not just, you know, come to the original version of what the Christian faith has been copied from. And so like, you know, on articles that discuss this, you know, alternative actuality and traditional African religions, you will see a lot of black people in the comment section promoting that same view Mm -hmm. that Christ is a copy of Horus or that um, the Ten Commandments are from the 42 Laws of Ma'at, which is like an ancient Egyptian um, book. And so it's a very, very popular view. I mean, of course, you see, you know, like white atheists and agnostics and stuff promoting that, but also see a lot of that in the black community. And it's just like a repackaged argument. This argument that the Christian faith is copied from paganism, it's a very, very old argument. But because Many people aren't aware of that. They're able to repackage it and present it like it's some kind of new revelation right. and some kind of, you know, yeah. just well, some kind of new thing. It's not. This show today really is just an introduction to our listeners uh, to these topics. It's not a refutation of all the things they teach. It's more like, hey, be aware of this, and we want to get your mind rolling and get the ball rolling to have a conversation. So it's really an introduction to new alternative black spiritualities. Now let's turn to the next person. We only really have time to give two examples of this type of thing that we're talking about, these folks that are kind of coming in and filling the gap left by the black church in a sense. Uh, the next one is someone named Polite, P O. L-I-G-H-T. We're going to introduce him in this segment and then speak on him more our next segment. But tell me, who is Polite and how did he first get on your radar, Evelyn Hawkins? 
he got on my radar because my husband and I, you know, we're friends, of course, naturally with a lot of black people, uh, black professing Christians. Um, and a lot of, you know, surprisingly, a lot of black professing Christians listen to Polite. If someone was to look at the comments beneath his videos, he's on YouTube. Many of them are professing Christians. And he, I originally came across him because it was Father's Day and he did a video of him and all of his, he calls them wives, which is not true. I think only one of them by law, the rest are just kind of partners. So Polite, just so everyone knows, Polite Polite teaches polygamy, which means one man, multiple women. And so legally, of course, you can only have one wife, at least now in the United States of America. But Polite is doing something for Father's Day with his wives. Okay, so that's how you first discovered him. Then what happens? Right. Right. And so I began to dig more into who he was. There's not really like a lot of formal information online. You just kind of have to look around and piece it together. But he is like a black, kind of like a secular humanist. He doesn't God. And he, his thing is promoting economics, economic empowerment to the black community. He portrays himself as now a celebrity advisor. He's been hanging out with the Kardashians. Now this is what I want them to hear. And so... I'm going to play a clip so, of him yeah, in a second. Make- yeah, I'm just loading up. So, yeah, oh, the Kardashians, which is kind of funny, right? Right. So, you know, he originally, you know, promoted himself as just kind of like exclusive to black people. But now that he's gained popularity on social media, he's branching out of that and, you know, networking more with, um, you know, non-black people in, you know, the celebrity realm and all that kind of stuff. He has an organization called New Covenant, once again, trying to sound biblical mm-hmm. it's called new covenant it's a humanitarian forum where people mm-hmm. can come together and discuss the you know, different issues in the black unity um he's influenced by a very popular false prophet some of you guys might have heard of him in the news but his name was malachi z york he was in the news some years ago in atlanta georgia for um he was rico he had a cult a black cult they were building like pyramids they had a <laughs> compound was sexual abuse? Yeah, there was sexual abuse. No, going no, the on, building um, the pyramids. You, you, you said it casually. They were building pyramids. <laughs> yeah, they had to like different like pyramid structures. And so Malachi New York, he's kind of like one of those guys where he presents like this hodgepodge, this spiritual gumbo where he mixes everything together: stuff from the Bible, right. stuff from Judaism, stuff from the New Age, and things like that. And then he presents as you know. Black empowerment, black spirituality. Let me play. So he's currently actually in prison. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. When we come back, I'm going to play a clip from Brother Polite. I got it all queued up here on my iPad. And in this clip, he's going to actually speak about, you mentioned how he's essentially a secular humanist. He's going to speak right. about some of that here. You're going to hear him kind of outright dissing some teachings of Christianity uh, in a second here when we come back. So I want to give people a chance to get ready for the Polite clip I'm going to play. But today, so far, we've talked about Ray Hagens. You can find him online, and Polite is going to be next. Discussing with Evelyn Free Indeed Hawkins, new alternative black spiritualities. You can find her stuff at exitchurchianity.com. Here today on Queen Anita Radio, my name is Vocab, sitting in the studio And uh, uh, what else do I need to tell people? I think that's about it for now. Just be ready for the other side, ladies and gentlemen.
This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I am Tom Brown with this reminder that Shonda Pierce, the Happily Laughter After Tour with special guest Karen Williams is coming to Highlands Church October 13th. You need to be there. You can get tickets and more information at faithtalk1360.com. And now more Koinonia with Vocab Malone. This is Koinonia Radio. My name is Vocab Malone. You have been in for a ride so far, if you've been with us so far. We've been talking about new alternative black spiritualities. And as some people in the urban communities and environments have lessened their view and opinion and understanding of the historical black church, they've went and latched on to other things. And we're talking about at least two of those things or really focusing on individuals today that they've latched on to. The first was Ray Hagan's. Now we're talking about Polite. To do that, speaking with Evelyn Free Indeed Hawkins, I'm going to play a clip from Brother Polite in a second. But before I do that, Evelyn, why is the stuff that we've been discussing today, why does it matter to you? Why is it important? Well, it matters to me. I remember years ago I went to a very popular, Christian apologetics website, I'm not going to say their name, looking for information about, uh, you know, this emergence or resurgence of black African spirituality. And they didn't have anything on there. And nobody was really, you know, addressing this. And I just felt really compelled, my husband and I, because we're already like, you know, just at the dinner table or the barber shop or, you know, just on our social media accounts. We're already having these conversations with people who are drifting off into this stuff. And many times I said they're coming out of the local church. So, I mean, you know, we're aware of this decline when it comes to church membership. And, you know, some people are running off to, um, you know, atheism and agnosticism, but in the black community, many of them are running off to not just the Hebrew Israelite movement, but they're running off to um, traditional African religions, you know, that are kind of mixed with, you know, some hodgepodge you know, new age stuff and mixed with word faith stuff. And so it's, I was just kind of concerned. Like it seems, I don't know. It seems like people aren't really paying attention to it. It's not on their radar or they don't, they don't think it's deserving of their time because they look at these guys like they're wackos. But I'm like, let's be honest here, you know, um, Mormonism, you know, those, the, the beliefs of Mormonism are just as ridiculous and the beliefs of some of the stuff in Roman Catholicism and Scientology. So what is it about black religious, you know, beliefs that make it less deserving of our time. Like, I think as believers, we need to really look at our attitude that we have towards um, people in the black community who are being deceived, you know, um, typically they're typically not running off to Mormonism. They're not typically running off to Scientology and even the Watchtower. It's mainly this new African spirituality. And so I would love to see, you know, more Christians of all different ethnicities begin to Mm -hmm. come out of their comfort zones and stand up and address it because these local churches are losing, they're losing, I would say hundreds of thousands, if not millions of black people. All right. Well, let's play a clip by one of the men we've been discussing today, Polite. And here's where he kind of goes in on Christianity, why he doesn't agree with the teaching. And then we'll discuss some of what he said. They've been selling this to us for years. So they made me atheist. Hebrew Israelites made me atheist. Christians made me an atheist. Muslims made me an atheist because they sold me on a half truth. 
That's what they did. They sold me on a half-truth. And the more they perpetuate this half-truth, the more unconvincing the story becomes. So there's an all-knowing God who, for whatever reason, hasn't decided after the 1,200 years from the Trans-Saharan slave trade, after the 400-plus years of the European enslavement, near two millenniums we had to undergo incapacitated and still they believe in this God and for some reason they make excuses for why God suggests to us that we must endure during these hard times that they profess that we're living in to this day why do you or anyone else believe in God at this point it's a lie it's obviously a lie unless you're telling me someone who cared that much about my race doesn't think 1600 years is enough of oppression they, what we got to do one more year, ten more years? How much more years do we have? I to mean, go so there we go. All-knowing God. There we go. Just want to play some of that clip. Evelyn, uh, explain some of what he's saying there. There's a lot of background in that comment, and yeah. explain why it's appealing. That's polite, everybody that we're talking well, about. Evelyn's going to break it down. A, a lot of the appeal, it's emotional. It's not so much um, dealing with, you know, facts about church history or, you know, the canonization of scripture or dealing with doctrine. You know, it's more so an emotional appeal. He's appealing, not just Poli, but even Ray Hagen's and others. Mm -hmm. They're appealing to the dis the feelings of disenfranchisement that many black people have here in Western society. Um, you know, because of the slave trade and Jim Crow. And now you have the, you know, a lot of black men and women dying in police custody. So there's like this great, you know, feeling of disenfranchisement and a lot of anger, a lot of rage. And he taps into that anger. He taps into that rage. He taps into um, the, you know, the disenchantment with the Christian faith as they see it in order to lure them you know, out of the local church, and away then Evelyn, from the scriptures, when they into come this out of black, that, religious, what, you know, kind of like secular humanist view. What do they get into, and what are some of the problems with the alternatives that men like Polite presented them? What's the problem they uh, that they run into or that they get in response, and why are we concerned about it? Well, it's, you know, on a basic level, it's false. I mean, it's a false gospel of pseudo-black empowerment, um, it's, you know, like this black liberation message, but with Jesus taken out of the equation. And that's just it's a false gospel. And people are going to be, um, you know, perishing in their sins if they take that message to heart and they shut their hearts to the gospel message. There are also some concerns with um, there's financial exploitation that goes on because, like, you know, they make these arguments coming, you know, speaking against things that are going on in the local churches. But a lot of the same stuff is going on in the black conscious movement. They have false prophets and false teachers. They have financial exploitation. They have. Um, well, what makes you say that? What makes you say that there's some hypocrisy, that they have some of the same issues that they're pointing out? What makes you say that? Those of us who are like involved in this, in the trenches, you know, we're looking at, we're, we're tracking their leaders. We're tracking like when they're doing fundraisers, you know, the money never goes anywhere. So they talk about in the black church, they'll say, oh, you guys, you know, the pastor's taking up tithes and offerings for building fund and the building never comes to fruition. What's well, the same thing going on in the black conscious community where you have people that do these fundraisers for documentaries and for, you know, uh, schools for black boys, but the money never goes anywhere. And there is no independent board for financial accountability. The men, the leaders are, um, 
living, you know, uh, practicing fornication. There's child sexual abuse going on. Um, Africa Bombada, who is a member of the Black Conscious Community, he's a famous rapper from back in the 80s. He just got exposed for, you know, child molestation in America and on trips to Africa as well. So a lot of the same sinful behavior and deception is going on in the Black Conscious Movement. Why? Because you have unregenerate men and women who, you know, are, it's just in total depravity. And so they're living out that depravity and they're, you know, they're not in submission to the word of God. And so it's producing the same fruit. So it's not really like a, it's not really like a good alternative. Um, And then they're also promoting the polygamy, which I call ghetto polygamy, because it's not legal. And then a lot of times um, the women all, you know, they're working while the man kind of sits back and um, the children aren't being provided for. And the reason why they're promoting the polygamy, as many of us know, in the black community, you have a high illegitimacy rate. Seventy two percent of black children are born out of wedlock. Their marriage rate is low. You have a lot of black men and black uh, young black men incarcerated, I think like uh, 1.5 million, like some high number of black men are just locked up. And so numerically, you know, black women who are of marriage age, they don't have enough black men to marry. And so what they're doing, people like Polite and others is they are making polygamy seem attractive. They're trying to use scriptures from the Bible about, oh, some of the kings had, you know, many wives and things like that. And they're promoting polygamy now. So, you know, we're, me and my husband, we're seeing a lot of that where they're trying to lure the women out of the local church, out away from the scriptures, away from the Christian faith because they're single and they want to be married and say, you know, you know, come over here to this African consciousness and, you know, you guys can share a husband. And, you know, it sounds very, very attractive because in a lot of black churches, there's not a lot of strong, solid teaching on the essential of the faith, on the family unit, on marriage. And so because of the lack of knowledge, you know, and then you have people like Polite that enter the picture, presenting themselves as being enlightened and having this knowledge and having this intact family unit. People find that very, very appealing. All right. When we, well, I'm going to, I'm going to read something, sort of a biography of Polite uh, from a website here. Uh, It's under a video um, where he's interacts with a Christian missionary and it's called Polite versus the boy. And it says, this is how you take it to the white boy. (laughs) But let me read this. And after I read this, I'd actually like to get some of your thoughts on some solutions moving forward about how to shore up uh, the Christian church so people can embrace the true gospel is uh, on one point and in in some maybe suggested strategies and tactics you would like to mention. Uh, But here's some of this. Amin Ra Sin Adam Ra, Brother Polite, is age 31, author of several books, fluent in multiple languages, public speaker, and founder of New Covenant. A former gang member whose father walked out of his life at the age of eight, never to return until he was 16, also a young man who wondered where his mother was, only to meet her when he turned 17 and she died the week that he met her from cancer and diabetes. Brother Polite, during his early years in growth into consciousness, suffered from diabetes, which almost resulted in the removal of one of his feet. He was told to go to Dr. Sebi and was cured of diabetes. Since then, he has cured people in his own family, and many around the world have benefited from his books and lectures on health, wellness, mathematics, property, and business ownership, economics, and metaphysics. He's a proud husband, father, and devout family member with a heart of gold, our young warrior guided by our ancestors. little quick insight into that bio, because there's like a lot of there. But then I'd like to get some solutions you have, but uh, maybe some comment on the bio part of Polite you might want to bring up as we finish out 
discussing new alternative black spiritualities. What do you want to say about his bio there? I mean, it's, it's he's trying to appeal to a lot, especially to men. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. His family, you know, is a very, very uh, strong point. Like he presents himself as having this intact family. The mm-hmm. women are all homeschooling and things of that nature. And you look at the broken homes in the black community. That's very, very, very appealing right. to black men that want to be empowered and they don't see a lot of like healthy masculinity in local churches. And so Polite and Ray Hagans and others, they appear to be, um, you know, very, very strong masculine men that are in, you know, positions of leadership. And so that's very, very seductive to, to black men and the women as well, because they, he's presented as the ideal black man. He's providing for his family. You know, he, you know, drags a rags to riches story and taking care of all of his Wives. Be back in a second, ladies women, and gentlemen. But it's, it's a deception. Vocab Malone, of Radio, thirteen sixty KPSQ, Faith Talk, Phoenix, Arizona. Be sure to check out the website, of course, at faithtalk1360.com. Been speaking today to Evelyn Free Indeed Hawkins about new alternative Black spiritualities, and we've just really run a real quick introduction to some men who are leading people really astray as people exit. Christianity in a sense, or at least the church, uh, and then they look around and what do they find? Something on the internet. And they might find Ray Hagans, who teaches Christianity is an allegory, an illusion, a lie, and what you need to do is embrace African spirituality. And then they might find Polite, who teaches that uh, the Bible's uh, filled with falsehoods, that atheism is actually true, we need to do for self and sort of mixes secular humanism with all kinds of odd metaphysics and all this stuff, but is finding quite an audience with this. So what are some solutions, Evelyn, that you might want to suggest to us as we move forward and have concerns about this? What do we do? My husband and I have found that the most um, effective thing to do is to avoid this tendency to be, to be defensive, um, because, like I said, many and concerns that black people have had that have left the local church and that have jumped jumped off into this African spirituality are valid. Many of their concerns and many of the reasons why they left are valid reasons. So we, what we need to do is we need to listen. You know, like the word says, be be quick to hear and you know slow to speak. You know, um, don't be defensive. You know, if they left because of, you know, financial exploitation or whatever it was, you know, you got to resist that urge to be like, not all Christians or not all churches or not all pastors. Like, that's not really going to be very helpful. Just try to listen um, to the reason why they love believe. Um, do some research about it and step out of your comfort zone and, you know, share the gospel with them. And, but, Your signal is breaking up there a little bit. Let me finish out here. I got, I think, 30 seconds. Um, So Evelyn's point is a a well, well uh, heated, I I hope. And it's that when someone comes with concerns about what they see in sort of church culture, don't immediately become defensive. Hear them out. And instead of just being defensive, use it as a chance and opportunity to share them what the gospel really is.